You're listening to The Charlie Harari Show with Charlie Harari on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to the show talking about what does it mean to do the right thing even if you can get away with it. Speaking about Roger Ailes and being in power and acting in a way in which you can't get caught. Now talking about Volkswagen and their decision to try to cheat the system and their ability to get away with it for many, many years. In 2006, this whole thing began, and we're talking about a decade of sort of easily getting away by outsmarting, so to speak, the inspectors in terms of releasing this dangerous chemical into the environment through their diesel cars, and having this small group of researchers out of the University of Michigan pick it up, publish the report, have nobody even pay attention to it until a couple of reporters did and turned it into a massive story. And now they're being sued not only by the government, by multiple states along the way, and the losses are just, they're just beginning. I mean, they're, they're, their troubles are, they, is, it, this is the beginning of it. It's going to get really dark before it gets light again for Volkswagen, even if it gets light again for Volkswagen. And it comes down to this principle in which their chief executive, who is now uh, being much more implicated than before Matthias Muller, can, I can almost picture sitting around the room and having a, an, an off-the-record conversation where this was discussed or they knew about it or they should have known about it. And the feeling is we can get away with it. There is no ramifications to our actions. right? There's no ramifications to my actions. And so why would I play by the rules if I can't get caught? Or if I do get caught, no one can do anything to me. You see how powerful that is? The ability to play by the rules even though you don't need the rules? And the decisions that people make to do things that are against the rules because they don't feel they can get caught or they're too powerful. How many times does this happen in our lives? How many people do we know and do we read about on a daily and weekly basis that end up on the cover of a paper because when they started doing something, they did it and they realized they can't get caught or they're above it or they're too powerful or no one's going to stop them. This is the Volkswagen story. They were too power. They were, they were too smart in this case and they outsmarted the U S inspectors and was able to bring cars to the market that were cheaper, that were more efficient, that drove better, all because they created these... It's amazing that you could, they could have created more technology, but they used that brain power to cheat, right? You know that kid that cheats on the test and you say, hey, if you're spending so much time figuring out how to cheat on the test, why don't you spend that same brain power and actually study the material, then you win fairly. And the answer is typically, to be honest, that if it takes 80%, so to speak, 80 units of brain power to cheat, it takes 100 units to win fairly. And it's those 20 units that people say, nah. If Roger Ailes, so to speak, was able to shut his tongue, he would be able to have a life of, of whatever he wanted if he can just be better and bigger about it. If Mueller and the Volkswagen team wanted to become the most efficient, enjoyable car in the market, they could have spent their engineers' time and attention to actually make a better car. And it would have been a little bit harder than it would have been to cheat. But they cheat. And this adage that comes up again and again is that it catches up. It always catches up. And in this case, when it caught up with Volkswagen, it splattered them all over the papers. But there's one more thing that I think is worth mentioning here before we get to our conclusion. And that is what's going on in Germany. 
Germany is an incredible story, and it's a story that we will not hear enough about because we're not in Germany. And the truth is, America doesn't really care that much about Germany, to be sh- to be frank. Germany's not one of our top few countries that we care what goes on there, but it's interesting nonetheless, in which you have a country that a year ago took the policy of just sort of opening their arms to all the migrants that came out of Syria, which is a very nice thing in general. But if you're a country, especially our country or any country, the inability to control a flow of immigrants or to at least know who's coming in is irresponsible. I also feel very strongly about helping people, but I would never in my life go to Manhattan and take all the people out of the homeless shelters and put them in my house. You know why? Because I've got kids in my house. I would ha- I'm happy to help people. And if people would come into my house, if my house would be big enough, so to speak, to bring people in, I would be very careful as to who comes in and what the rules are and how to deal with it. And you know why? Because responsibility starts from my house. That's what's, but that's why they elected me. So they didn't elect me, but that's why I'm the dad. That's why they elected me parent. If I'm a president or a prime minister, my responsibility goes to my, my residents and I have to lead and be helpful and be, and be gracious to those that don't have, but I have to do that. I have to do it in a responsible way. And Germany doesn't. Germany opens its borders and just sort of raises its arms and says, see, look how awesome we are. Look how incredible we are. Everybody is welcome. And two things just happened this week that, that really begins to show you how dangerous that is. Number one, the axe attack. A young refugee that was even granted citizenship, if I, if I remember, walked on a train with an axe that are just slashing people. This happens across the country. It happens in Israel. It happens where people that are brought into your country and given the, the benefits of your country are not believers in your vision and into into your outlook, into your worldview. And as a result, they can take steps to really hurt you. Look what happened in, in Nice the week beforehand. But another thing came out this week, which is also very interesting, which is that Germany actually covered up the amount of sexual abuse that had taken place in multiple parts of Germany where there's a migrant population. The, the, the sexual assault rate has exploded over the past year since the migrants came. And Germany didn't want to come across as making a mistake. So they covered it up. And they reported much less in terms of the amount of complaints, almost zero arrests, prosecutions for the people that were actually committing these crimes. And it just came out now, there was a cover-up, that more and more and more victims came forward. There were more um, potential arrests that could have been made, prosecutions, law and order. But it wasn't been done because they made a decision a year ago and they can do whatever they want. And then the decision was actually coming against them. And as opposed to stepping up and saying, our bad, let's try to fix it, they covered it up to not look bad. But you know what ends up happening? It all catches up. It all catches up. And that was the moment that really hit me in that classroom. As that 17-year-old turned for the door, and the teacher had very little left to say, he, he said one more thing to him. He said, you can leave and do what you want, and you can make your own decisions in life. Everyone could decide what kind of life they want to live. We can't, no one can force faith on another person. Nobody could expect somebody else to believe in things that they don't. But remember, the teacher said, that the world is run by a divine being, whether you like it or you don't. 
There's rules. There's order. It's not chaos. It's not random. Everything catches up. Everything catches up. And it's those three words that have stuck in my head for all these years. Everything catches up. There's a moment where you can do something that is right and wrong. And nobody's around. And nobody can stop you. And nobody can tell you otherwise. And you're in complete control. You're the boss of your company. You are a parent of your family. You are in charge of an organization or of a school. You're alone in your home. You're, you see a way to cheat. And you look to the right and you look to the left. And there's nobody there to stop you. You see something that needs to be changed and you don't do anything about it. You act in a way that helps one person, but you don't really, really think about the people behind you. Life sends us scenarios all the time. Life is constantly sending us challenges and opportunities for us to become the people that we're meant to be. And we think that the way life works is that we all have this goal to get to, right? We all want to be somewhere. So we look at the goal and go, okay, I want to get to that location. And then we live through life. And then life throws us stuff. And we go, oh, shoot, I didn't want that. Oh, I like that when that's getting my way. And I want that. And we just go through our lives assuming that the way life is supposed to be worked is down the path that I set for myself. And anything that takes me away from that path needs to be avoided or jumped over. And whatever takes me towards my path is what I want. So I want to have a certain type of car because our goal is to produce this vehicle to make more money for our shareholders. And the idea that there is a government that we have to operate within in terms of their standards is getting in my way. And when you act that way and when you think that way, then when life throws you stuff, you decide how to deal with those things. And many times what you'll do is you'll do whatever it takes to get rid of it, whatever it takes And the ability to restrain yourself, the ability to hold on to what you think is correct, even if it takes you away from what you want, is very difficult. Roger Ailes could have shut his mouth, even though he thought that Gretchen Carlson was really, really attractive. He could have. It's not what he wanted. So could Germany. But everything you do will catch up. Everything. It may take a year. It may take a lifetime. It may, t- it may take decades. It may just be that feeling of guilt or remorse that, that you go to your grave with. But whatever it is, to the good or to the bad, you help somebody out, you do the right thing, it catches up. It makes you a different person. The kids come home more. They pick up the phone when they need you. You become the company that you're proud of. And you retire in a way that makes people proud of you. You deliver some value to the market. And then when it's your turn to retire and when it's your turn to give the mantle up, people look to each other and they go, that guy was a great guy. He did the right thing. I'm proud to, I'm proud to say that I work for his organization. And this is not a shot against Fox necessarily. It's a concept that I think that if each and every one of us sort of lived with, we would realize that life is not about getting to a journey or to a destination. Life is about being on the journey. It's about dealing with what gets sent our way. 
in the way that we would make ourselves proud. Whether you are a believer in a certain faith or not a faith, the idea that there is something in this world beyond us, there is order to the chaos. It's not just random. And whether or not you do this ritual or that ritual, when you live your life from a perspective that it's going to catch up, it's those little things that you start with that make that difference. You know, you don't become a cheat overnight. You know, even someone, you know, as crazy as Bernie Madoff, he didn't become a cheat overnight, right? He needed to make the quarterly payments on his funds. So he just took a little bit from the wrong place and nobody caught him. Then he took a little bit more and nobody caught him. And then people started saying, wow, Bernie, I'm getting great returns from you. And he became to have this guy with the reputation of who can deliver 10% return. 10% returns in the market is massive. If you can deliver 10% returns on a constant basis, you are the greatest guy around. And he started going to clubs. People started loving him. He became popular. And he became him. A little bit. A little bit. Lance Armstrong, when he came back, and he started realizing that I can beat these guys. So it just took a little bit of little bit of stuff a little bit just give me a drop to get through this race okay a little bit more okay now i'm lance armstrong now i'm the greatest racer in the history of the world now i'm bernie madoff now i'm the greatest fund investor in 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 america right now i I, i'm the guy i can't stop now i need a little bit more i need a little bit more i need a little bit more and you just keep on doing and acting and acting, and then no one's going to catch up with me. It's not going to catch up. No one's going to know. It'll all be good. And the bricks bricks continue to build and build, and then all of a sudden, one day, the market moves, and Bernie's gone. One of the guys in his team rats him out, and Lance is gone. And an entire life, an entire life of reputation, life to your family, to your children, your legacy, your grandkids, how people remember you in the sport or in the industry, all of it, it all comes crashing down because it catches up. And I guarantee you, if Roger Ailes or I hope Matthias Muller or um, Lance Armstrong, or Bernie Madoff, or a hundred other people that we all know would look back and go, what if I would have went the other way? I would have had a little less fame, a little less money, a little less attention. I would have gotten less stuff. I'd have to control myself a little bit more. I guarantee you every person, unless they're delusional, would say, why didn't I just go to the right versus to the left? And we may be in that situation, each and every one of us. We may be in our lives right now at the beginning of the journey in this particular area. We may be at a time where it's really, really early on and we can make decisions today that'll impact our tomorrow. And every time we make that decision to do what's right, to have integrity, to take the right path versus to take the easy, cheating, non-restrictive way to go, we, we step in the world of I hope everything catches up versus the world of I hope not Right? When you live a life and you know that everything that you do during your day, you hope catches up with you one day, the kindness, the hard work, the giving, you live a great, amazing life. Because if it doesn't, you're doing what's right. And if it does, you get all the benefit. But once you live in a world where you are scared to death that it catches up, after you're done, you realize the stuff that I get for it's not worth it. And you live with this fear 
that one day it's all going to catch up. When we come back, we're going to take a little bit of a left turn on the show and end with a little bit of a positive on Donald Trump. I'm not really a huge big fan, as you can tell from my hundreds of things that I've been saying. Everything it's every show has been dedicated against him. But there's one thing that I noticed today, now that he is the GOP nominee, and this is the convention that elected him. There was one thing that I was thinking about today that really was a positive about him. And we'll talk about it when we come back. You're listening to The Charlie Harari Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Delve into current events to uncover relevant wisdom. This is The Charlie Harari Show with Charlie Harari. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com.